0: hello and welcome back to fantasy hockey picks and bets i'm your host tj mitchell here to go over monday's one game slate of action yep that's right one big game only game on the slate um i mean it's a six and a half over under montreal is home against winnipeg two teams that are essentially completely dead at this point if you're watching this video uh you're gonna get three videos from me this week and none of them will have me in a jersey because I'm not in the same location as I mentioned before. Um, I, have, I do have peeps though. So I'm gonna eat a peep on this show just to do something of fun. I like peeps. I don't know why they get such a bad rep. They're just big sugar covered marshmallows. Like I don't get what's wrong with that. So um, yeah, I don't understand why everyone uh, hates on peeps. They're delicious. But we'll move forward to the one game. I'll give you a little bonus content right now. Um, just more of a strategy I'm working on. Still trying to get some numbers put together how profitable I've been with it. Um, but we're going to go over this game. Like I said, six and a half over under. Uh, it's a back-to-back Winnipeg team, a Montreal team that I don't trust. The, the main thing here is we're, we're going to have either Caden Primo or Montebo Annette for Montreal. That isn't good. That's very bad. Uh, Jake Allen left last game. He's been playing really well for them but he left last game with a lower body injury. So I don't imagine he's going to go here against um, Winnipeg. It, it, they called up gave him, Um, So it's just, there's really no good feeling there. And, and this Winnipeg team for everything they're, you know, they do wrong defensively for all the opportunities they give up. I really do feel overly confident in betting the under here. And, it, you know, it's a back-to-back team. Um, I, I think I have to shade the over just for that, you know, for the goaltending concerns. We're also going to be seeing the backup goalie for Winnipeg. Carter um John Hellebuck is going on Sunday, so Monday he will almost certainly sit. I can't imagine they run him back. There's really not much to play for at this point other than pride. I assume Eric Conn will get the start. He's been good, but I don't really trust it. Um I think if you're playing DraftKings, I'm going to start here, rather than then I'll get to the money lines. If you're playing DraftKings and you're playing a showdown, I would strongly suggest overstacking Montreal to A, get different, but B, they should be running a five-forward power play again. That was Caulfield, Dvorak, Gallagher, Hoffman, and Suzuki. I truly think you could run all five of them, potentially, uh, but then the goalie. The guy you probably take out of the mix is pr- probably, man, oh man, It's it's got to be Hoffman. So I think if you run the Suzuki, Caulfield, Dvorak, Gallagher, Uh, with the goalie, and then just any bring back on Winnipeg, that's going to be probably the way I'm going to do it, just to get contrarian rather than trying to run the five-man Winnipeg, which I think more people are going to Um, go to. If you're more into football DFS showdowns for the bigger money, it's a similar uh, mentality to when you took an underdog 5-1 sack because no one had it to be unduped. Now, I'm not sure how likely you'll be duped in these scenarios. Also, if you run a 5-1 you, you know you could technically still captain the goalie there, but hope for like a five nothing shutout. But I'm not really going to go down that rabbit hole. But I do think that's my mentality on draftings. And if Winnipeg wins, which you know they probably should win, it you know it's kind of like you're going to be playing one offs with Winnipeg. And if you don't get that right defenseman or whatever, you you know I just don't play DFS that way. Where it's like I really hope that I can hit on one random guy that gets you know three shots in a goal um, versus anyone else. So I'd rather just not do that personally and go with what I know and understand with Montreal um, at lower ownership. As far as this game is actually concerned, I mean, I am going to bet Montreal plus money at home, they played really, really well. Uh, I mean, they got outplayed by Toronto. Sure. They held it close only moving three to two, you know, they got Petrie back in the mix. They will lose Duran for the rest of the year, but he's barely played anyways. I just don't really think this team is quite as bad as everyone uh, makes it out to be. Well, I think Winnipeg might just be a little bit worse than everyone is kind of alluding them to be at this point um, in the season. Winnipeg has not fixed their defensive woes at all. They're still giving up a ton of high danger chances against. It's a back-to-back team on the road. I really don't see why you're going to lay money on Winnipeg at this point, other than like maybe you could talk yourself into a minor decent trend of recent play you know, they took Colorado to overtime and before they lost, big improvement for them compared to normally when they just lose in regulation. So uh yeah, we haven't seen them on Sunday yet. You know, they play Ottawa Ottawa's banged up. I think that if, you know, my plan is rather than be it right now, I'm gonna wait. Like I said, it's supposed to 125 Montreal. If Winnipeg does kind of put the boots to them, I'll probably fit let that game end and then check it, see if I can't get it. Maybe 135, 140 would be even better, obviously. Um I also think I'll better reverse puck line, reverse puck line, meaning minus one and a half for Montreal. Once those lines come out, just go for the empty netter. Why not? Um, I just have no interest in putting any money that I made on Winnipeg ever again. And they're just, they at minus 155, be five, but road back to back. I don't understand why you do it. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. And then I'll give you a little bit of bonus content before I let you go. Uh, and go over kind of my favorite guys in this game and, and a couple prop bets that I think I'm going to have. So the new mentality I've had, and i am kind of already getting into it with what I was talking about Montreal is the line stacking props. So you can't put them together in parlays. And maybe I kind of already mentioned this to show. I talk so much at this point, I, I of I lose track, but what you can do is you can look at guys like, you know, Shifley, for example um, he correlates with Ehlers and Sassny um, and on the power play. They actually had him with Morrissey and Schmidt, but their power plays were a mess. Let's not even look at that. So, if you're going to take Schreifley, you can also take, you know, Ehlers, Stastny, and anyone else is going to correlate with him as much as possible. Now, as I was kind of getting to there, Schreifley didn't really correlate with any power play. So, you're really hoping that five on five, you kind of luck into those points. So, that's not really one I'm going to be targeting on this slate. While Dubois and Connor are a lot more likely to correlate, they correlate on the power play at all times. They correlate at five on five at all times. So if you really like Connor to get, I mean, he's normally a point and a half and I bet he will be here again. I really don't think he's going to get two points without Dubois getting one. So why not take both and take all all of that money? Um, Dubois has been minus 130, 135. One of my more favorite bets in the right circumstances, which is could be uh, Montreal. Uh, On the other hand with Montreal, Caulfield and Suzuki are always on the ice together almost at all times. And you're getting them at closer to again minus 130. Really good matchup here. I think you have a live opportunity. Caulfield has been absolutely scorching hot. Um, is it is it something where I want to uh, you know bet the house on it? No, because you know, that line ends up getting bullied by the Shively line or what have you. you. You might be in a bad situation. But this Caulfield Suzuki line against Toronto, who as I always every time I talk about Toronto, I always tell you a bit better defensively than we give them credit for. You know Suzuki had four shots on goal. Hawfield had four shots on goal, one get blocked, one missed the net. So they were finding offense regardless. This also, you know, it does help that they both played about 24 minutes of ice time. That's a lot for a forward on any team, as much as you're going to find, including McDavid. Um, so getting that kind of usage is what I would be more interested on this slate. And just my mentality is betting it in perpetuity. It's not every, it's not like. You know, I I mean, you hope it hits every night, obviously. And some players are point-of-game players that will hit way more often than not. But if you're betting two or three guys, which there's really not a perfect third here, so it really is just kind of the two, um, or you could bet, and I've done this before as well, you kind of game stack those lines. It it is a little bit more tricky because you you really can't tell. And some coaches are a bit more specific with how they line match. I don't think we're going to see a ton of strong line matching here. So, it is a little frustrating when you're like watching one line get caved in against your line. And well, now is that line going to score? But I do think you could game stack it here. I'd be, you know, I guess expecting Shifley to be more on that Caulfield line, meaning that Connor um, and uh, Dubois might get a little bit more more free space. Um, It's hard to know for sure because if you look at the last game that Montreal played, there is really no real, really, really strong correlation to who Suzuki and Caulfield went against other than Brody and, and Musin um, for Toronto. And they kind of just deployed their lines throughout. At five-on-five, five, most lines did pretty well against them, but they did take a number of penalties that gave them a lot more opportunity. So, yeah, I don't know if there's going to be one line in Winnipeg that's going to get more time. So this game might be a good one to just take a stab at it. Check the lines, see what you like take four point props from the same game. Um, you can't parlay them together, obviously, but if you put, you know, $100 on four point props, you might be pulling back about, you know, $180. That's $80 profit on potentially just two goals. That's kind of one thing I've been toying with. It's not perfect. Some games, I mean, I've had I've had situations where I had three line mates, like, you know, maybe a Dallas one, for example, where like that line is Pavelski, Robert, and Hance always correlated five on five and power play. I've had that hit the first goal of the game, all three of them. So, it is a bit boomer bust. It's not for everyone, but you also get a little bit of a hedge built in because if one of your guys scores and not everyone assists, but, you know, if you get two of the points through you know, you're still going to make a small profit. So it's kind of a, kind of a built-in hedge there, but you know, that's kind of something I've been toying with and trying to figure out the right teams to target with it is what I'm more of working on. Like Dallas makes a lot of sense. Montreal has worked out decently. Okay. But they're a team I like too, because of that strong um, correlation, as I mentioned, Chicago's another one I really like because now oh, I said that until Sunday when they changed their lines up on me, but normally Chicago with to Debrinket and Kane, we're rolling them out all together at all times. So those are the teams you're looking for teams that have, you know, three guys all together. And on the first power play together, that's the most optimal way because there's such a big boost from that power play. You know, if they score, they still get the same you know, points count the same. So that's a strategy. So I'm going to give you my best bets here. Um, number one is going to be the Caulfield point. That's going to be the easier, you know, if you're parlaying with other sports, because there's no real NHL parlaying tonight, I think that's the one to include, the easiest one to pick. Suzuki makes a ton of sense as well. I get some people might like Suzuki more just because he's more of a playmaker. The center you know, touches the puck a little bit more, but caulfield has been such a great and prolific shooter right now that it's really hard for me to not do. And I get just taking Caulfield to score, but if you're trying to play it safe and you're parlaying pieces, one of those two probably make the most sense. And that's really price specific because yeah, I agree, like, Shrevely's probably more opposite, like more likely to get a point in a game, but Shrevely's going to be minus 200 or maybe you, know, you need two points to hit. So you're not really going to be, I-, I don't think, you know, laying that kind of odds here, um, but you could. I think Dubois is another one that's going to be equally as kind of in my mind, a guy that I might be playing. Uh, and then other than that, Uh, Shots, I'm going to be pretty here or there. Montreal gives up an absolute metric ton of shots. So I do think you could reasonably talk yourself into a lot of shot props on Winnipeg. I might end up just taking two or three of them. Um, I might just take, you know, Connors and Ehlers and maybe even Dubois. Those are kind of probably the the easiest three. Um, Well, actually, before I finish this up, let me pull up the Corsi. Yeah, so... Connor, yeah, this is exactly what I thought. So the entire game, Ehlers over that season um, is the highest. So, you know, averaging almost seven and a half shot attempts right around there per game over the course of the season. So I think here is a good spot for him in in perpetuity and also 7.9 over the last 10. Um, Caulfield is averaging five over the last 10. Uh, Connors is kind of broken right now because he missed games, but he's averaging four or five. So, you know, I think Ehlers makes a little bit more sense as, as kind of the, the optimal guy, but Connor will bring it back. I do think he'll get back up there in, in no time flat um, and then filled as well. Morris, he's been shooting a lot, six attempts per game over the last 10, but defensemen are always more risky. So depending on the price, but that is going to be all. Um, sorry if the lighting is a little bit weird. The light's right over my head. I'm going to work on this. So if the waiting's a little bit bad, I'm sorry. Got to be here all week and I'll be back to normal in in my normal office. But thank you for for watching. uh, One game, digging Montreal, like I said, I don't love it. So it's not like a favorite bet there. I think props are interesting. And I'm just going to have a lot of single single props, just a lot of straight bets. Uh, I already gave you them all and I'll be tweeting them out on Monday. So thank you for listening. Rate, review, comment, all that stuff. And we will be back tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow. Have a good one.